0: To our third Frankly Golf podcast. I'm Valerie Melvin here with Frank Thomas and this week we want to talk about A Great Adventure Part 2.
1: <laughs> what was the first adventure?
0: Uh, that would be your trip on Banshee, Frank, that we discussed the last time.
1: Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah, well, we and managed. that was
0: an adventure. We,
1: we managed to make it, so we're we here yes. to tell the story.
0: And we're, we're still here. actually, indoors, as I'm sure all of you um, also are um, during this period of isolation. But let's take your mind off that and let's talk about happier times.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we'd like to talk about uh, how, frankly, golf uh, sort of evolved or started. And um, I think it was in, uh, really, it was started in basically 1998 when um, uh, I was... um, i one of the founding trustees of the World Scientific Congress of Golf, which was located in St Andrews. And and uh, my co-host, uh, sitting here next to me, <laughs> uh, Valerie Melvin, uh, was actually working for the World Scientific Congress of Golf.
0: That's right. So and, I, I um, basically took scientific papers, research uh, specific to golf, and made them sort of easier to understand and produced a magazine. Uh, every two uh, months called Golf Science International. And um, that's how we met. And we really just enjoyed golf. We enjoyed science. We enjoyed research. And so we founded Frankly Golf in 2000 with a mission to help golfers and share our knowledge, Frank's knowledge, and my knowledge in the sort of scientific psychology, sports science area uh, with golfers around the world.
1: Yeah, and I think uh, the way we we feel felt we were going to be able to do that was to you know provide putting tips and and uh q and a's answer quick people's questions um and generally you write articles about golf and for, uh, articles that were of interest to to golfers etc. and we publish these on on our website we've been developed the website frankly golf and uh you know it's a' it's a, it's a fairly significant uh, um website and uh, it's very uh, extensive as well.
0: That's right, and you know we also Frank was also and still continues to to work with Golf Digest and uh, Golf Channel. So we had uh, a lot of good good articles in there and uh, great segments on on Golf Channel for many many years.
1: Yeah, uh, I actually started at golf uh, at the USGA in 1970. Seventy-four. After developing the graphite shaft with Shakespeare Sporting Goods, and then continued on. We did all the research, and I did. I was involved uh, with the, developing all of the test standards, and rewriting and writing the rules of golf, and and developed the stimp meter while I was there. And and with all of that knowledge, you know, we really did understand uh, quite a bit about equipment. So that was the area of uh, that we sort of specialized in. And uh, subsequently, we we also wrote some books. Uh, That's I,
0: right. We'd um, you know the first book that uh, we wrote was just hit it, which was a, a wonderful discussion on the equipment used in the game, and we're lucky enough to have uh, Frank's friend Jack Nicholas uh, write a foreword to that book, which was very kind of him.
1: Right. Uh, I think that was more a philosophical book, philosophical uh, approach to to the game and why we play. Uh, subsequently, uh, uh, we we wrote another book uh, called uh, Dear Frank, uh, which was just a uh, hundred of the, of the most popular Q and As we've had. Uh, and I actually uh,
0: really liked that book. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It was a, it's it's a fun read. It's a, you know short and sweet, and you can put it up, put it down, and pick it up whenever you want, and a, you you can read as much or as little as you like. It's. A,
1: quite good stop and stop whenever you want to do yeah
0: i'm a wee bit biased right now a little I bit suppose, as yeah. you
1: as you the author <laughs> correct um uh, we we subsequently wrote another book called from sticks and stones that was actually commissioned by uh, a titlist, while you line asked us to document uh, what you know all of the development or the evolution of equipment rules and uh, he said nothing has been written down about it unless somebody writes it down And he said, you know, as I'd spent so much of my time in developing the rules and also understanding the history of the development of the rules, uh, he asked me to to write that. And so that was a a very, very uh, extensive and comprehensive book that that, uh, really covers equipment all the way from, you know, before there were any rules. Uh, until uh, the modern day uh, equipment rules.
0: Yeah, it really is just the evolution of equipment and the equipment rules. And and
1: the way the the standards were developed and why and what was the thinking behind them.
0: Yeah, that's right. And that's something you do know a thing or two about, Frank.
1: I've had my time.
0: Um, but I think one of the things I enjoyed the most in terms of all the different things we've done as part of Frankly Golf is the Grow in the Game survey because I really felt like that made a significant contribution uh, to our understanding of the game, why people play, what they enjoy. And, you know, I think we got some really interesting results from that survey that still actually are very relevant today.
1: Yeah, uh, a gentleman called Arthur D. Little, Arthur Little uh asked us to to do to uh, do that survey and uh, it consisted of fifty three questions uh, and uh, uh, we sent it out and uh, uh, got some some support by people publicizing it and uh, in a matter of five weeks we had eighteen thousand four hundred responses, which was extraordinary. And uh, one of the biggest surveys, and more, more comprehensive survey that has ever been done in the game of golf. And uh, it was. It turned out that we've written a, a. There's an article on our website, which does gives you the summary of that particular again all the conclusion summary of the of the, um, the survey, and uh, I think it's still very relevant, even though it was uh, written uh, developed in 2000 and. I think two thousand five, 2005. five or and and um it's the 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 information about the game and why people play is still very relevant and it and it tells us exactly what we all basically knew, but we hadn't been able to quantify it
0: that's right, but I mean, I think probably one of the things that our company's best known for is our frankly frog putters and some of our, our putter designs Frank.
1: Well that was another part of the, our mission is to provide people with with some equipment that uh, we felt was was lacking there was a, a lack of understanding of the true science of of, of putting or putting you know, certainly you know, putting technique and also uh, the putters themselves having seen probably about three or four thousand Putters in my life during my stay at the USGA, and ruling on them, um, you know, I had a very good idea of what what I'd like to have as a putter, and and uh, developed the Frankly Frog uh, in 2004. Yeah, and um, it is a, a very good mallet style putter, and and uh, it was sort of a little unusual when we when we developed it. However, it was, seems to have been. Uh, uh, copied by many uh, manufacturers, uh, either identically or, or or otherwise, but with the concept of having a, a higher moment of inertia uh, about two different axes, or three different axes, in fact, to um, get the, the weight back and increase the moment of inertia of the putter about two different axes. Ping did a very good job of the first one. We had toe-heel weighting, very popular putter. Uh, for a long time and now manufacturers have copied that too. Seems that once something comes out that really works there, there will be um, you know various forms of it and uh, now we see a lot of uh, putters very similar to the Frankly Frog yeah. on the tour.
0: More sort of mallet style you see yes. the shift because when we first came out with the Frankly Frog there were very few putters that were you know, maybe that size, people thought, ooh, look at that, that's quite, they thought it was quite a large head, but now you look at it, it's not particularly large at all. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: and, uh, you know, when in designing it, uh, I, I looked at it when, I actually designed it at about two o'clock in the morning after having all this experience about, about how to design a product from my days with the USGA, and then I, you um, know, uh, th- wanted to give it a name of a, you know, Thunderbolt 810, uh, like uh, that air- aircraft, anti-tank air- aircraft. And then when I drew it up the next morning, having a, a, written a sketch, developed a sketch about it that night, I drew it up in on uh, up to scale uh, in the morning, I looked at the thing and I said, no, this looks like a frog. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was a little embarrassed about that and hoped that nobody would actually notice it. And when, the next day when we sent it down to the CNC guys, uh, uh, they developed it, and within fifteen minutes, they came back and said, "This looks like a frog," which <laughs> was rather embarrassing. You got to call it the Frankie Frog, and that's how to developed the name.
0: Yeah, and that's there's and the, hence the frog was born.
1: And and hasn't changed. I mean, and it's we still
0: hopping, still yeah, hopping. The, the
1: design has not changed one bit since since it was since it was originally developed.
0: Mm-hmm. And then we introduced a, a mid mallet and more of a blade style. For people who wanted something just a little bit more compact,
1: right, right, and, and they all work very well. But the original is obviously the better one. Although the mid mallet is is another very good and very forgiving putter.
0: That's right. And the the other thing that's important to know is the fact that our and a lot of people, you know, it's important to have a putter that's well designed and works well for you. But if you don't know how to use it, it's sort of you know you 're just not going to do very well, no matter how great the putter is that you have so part of our mission was to also provide instructions for use with the putter and that began as a a putting guide that include included some basic mechanics and also the mindset and um, which was a, a which was a very nice addition. To the putter um, because it gives people some basics to kind of get started on. Because typically, when you buy a new putter, you're buying a new putter because your buttons may be gone off a little bit, um, and it gives you a nice, some basic things to sort of reset to.
1: Uh, it's, it was uh, unusual because we decided uh, right from the beginning that uh, very few pieces of golf equipment come with instructions for use. In, and uh, or sports equipment. I mean, everybody says, you yeah, I think you must know how to use it. Uh, however, we, we didn't make that assumption. We decided, well, we'll give you some instructions for use. And that actually evolved. That concept evolved from instructions for use into what we developed uh, later, which was a, a putting academy, mm-hmm. because we recognized the importance of putting which is at 45 percent of the score, and there was very little really solid knowledge about how to teach putting or, or the concept of putting, and so uh, we we went ahead and, and started taking these instructions for use that we had for the putter and and developed them into into a very structured and systematic approach as to how you should teach putting. Understand the basically the fundamentals of the of the. Of the putting stroke mm-hmm. and they're all based on scientific principles and and it was very interesting to see how that how that evolved at our academy and we continued to research at the academy and, and developed some extraordinary golfers uh, in that site.
0: Yeah we would um, Angel Yin who's played in the, on, the L, plays on the LPGA tour and is probably most famous for her driving prowess but she's also a pretty good putter <laughs> yeah. And she she played in the Solheim Cup. Um, Andy Zhang, who was at the time the youngest um, person to qualify for the U.S. Open, at
1: fourteen years old.
0: Yeah, da- Daniel Kor, um, who went ahead and got a, sc- a golf uh, scholarship at Columbia. So he's done very well. Um, Yvonne Zhang, and yeah, a number of youngsters who really not only were you know really outstanding golfers, but outstanding people as well.
1: Right. And I, I think I think uh, it was at that time that the uh, uh, PGA of Great Britain and Ireland came and visited. Uh, we happened to have known uh, the individuals who were who were in charge of, of the PGA, uh, Sandy uh, Jones and and uh, Dr. Carl Fulpott's uh, education director, and uh, they came in to see what we were doing. We invited them in and. Uh, we went through exactly what 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 the uh, we were able to pass on to these uh, students, and uh, it was about an hour and a half afterwards, or two hours after we we provided them and explained exactly what we were going to do, that they suggested that uh, we develop an online course for them, uh, for their members basically, to fill the void in their education because there is very little instruction on putting. And so uh, the online, uh, we developed an online certified putting instructor course, which was um, uh, very structured, very systematic, and very simple because it basically describes exactly how to make a a natural putting stroke and covers all of the basics on on putting. And uh, now, and eventually we wrote a book.
0: That's right, the fundamentals of putting. And I think what's most important to mention is, not only do we cover in both the CPI course, the Certified Putter Instructor course, and the um, the book, is you know the idea of the mechanics of the stroke, the mindset or the psychology, covering you know how to think your pre-shot routine, your preparation, um, as well as the importance of of good putter design, so you can understand a little bit more about the actual tool or the implement that, that you're
1: using. But we went also went into into. Uh sort of the mystical part of green reading uh, it's really not that that mystical it's, it's actually very very uh scientifically uh pure
0: Is uh, it's I mean, it's mm-hmm.
1: based on on good physics and and yet we don't make this into a physics lesson uh but we give some hints on to how how to read greens and then and as Valerie says, the, probably the most important part of it is once your body is taught what to do naturally or helped doing what it wants to do naturally uh, to make a putting stroke, then the rest of it is all mental. Well, how, you, how your mind affects the, the putting stroke and and uh, is, is so, so important. And we, you know, focus our, a lot of attention on that in the, in the Certified Putting Instructor course. And you know, that course is, is um, uh, very similar, is, is available to anybody basically, but mainly for, it was designed initially for the PGA uh, to teach their teachers how to teach. But if people wanted to learn how to, how to, how to putt, this is a, a, a wonderful opportunity for them to do And it's all online.
0: That's right. It's great. It's great because it's online. It's been adopted by eight PG- eight PGAs around the world, and also the LPGA. So um, I think one of the most rewarding things about the the CPI course and our book is just the number of golfers that it's been able to help, whether it's through lessons with their golf professionals or whether it's you know reading the book and getting some sort of um, you know real benefit from the knowledge. And I think I think that's the most rewarding thing.
1: Yeah, I think many of the of the pros who've taken the course uh and developed it uh, are are absolutely amazed at how quickly they can they can show results. The results come after the very first lesson. Uh the the students uh, you know, can putt from the self rated putting from a a uh, four out of ten to a seven out of ten in one uh, one lesson, maybe a three quarters of an hour lesson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, that's that's how quickly, and that's so important because that's where 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 it, it's, uh, it's that's where the rewarding part of it to see somebody improve so well, and it's so much easier to do it on the putting green than trying to teach them how to drive the ball two hundred yards.
0: Yeah, it's much much more difficult. Um, but you know, seeing seeing someone smile.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Somebody arriving for a lesson, feeling all uptight and no, oh, I'm not putting very well and then by the end of it you just can't stop them from holding putts. We've heard lots of stories like that.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, think and I, also, I think what's nice is, is uh, when you see a golfer with confidence. You know, you get up on the green and and they understand how to putt and and they know all of their, the P-shot routine, the, everything about it and it becomes such a natural stroke. They just go get into the right uh, frame of mind and do it, and and develop so much confidence in it even for the rest of the game.
0: And that that's the point at which putting becomes such fun. You know, you can get on the green and enjoy being on the green right. rather than dreading it and think, no, I just hope I you know, maybe have a three part that would be quite good. So you <laughs> can do much much better than that. There's information to help, and um,
1: and everybody can putt.
0: Everybody can putt. And what we're going to do is we're going to continue to specialise in putting and bring you um, as much information as we can to help your game because after all it is forty five percent of the score. It's something we've been committed to for many years, and it's something we're going to continue to do um, with the goal to help you enjoy the game more and um, you know just make golf fun.
1: That's right, and and uh, I hope you enjoyed this. I I uh, we 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 enjoyed uh, talking about it. And if there's anything that uh, you have in mind or any questions you like or subjects that you'd like us to, to discuss, uh, just let us know and we'll see if we can fit them into to some future podcast.
0: Absolutely. And remember to go to franklygolf.com. On a Monday, we do putting tips and on a Wednesday, we do a golf equipment Q&A and Friday is podcast day. So <laughs> <laughs> you'll find plenty of, well, you may be a founder's now the fact you're listening to the podcast but it's also on apple podcasts as well and um, for those of you um who ha- have um, an apple phone so listen um hope this has been helpful and until next week
1: may the frog be with you <laughs>